Approaches to Comic News, episode 177. I am one of your hosts, Chris, alongside, not live, but live from DC Fandom, Mike. <laughs> Dude, okay, just really quick about the whole DC Fandom. I, uh, I, you know, when I logged in yesterday, I, uh, I, I was like, oh, they're going to release merchandise, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, let me check out this cool merchandise. I could not bring myself to buy a shirt that says Fandom. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't wear a shirt that says Fandom. I was just like, I can't do it. Hey, come to my Fandom. Hey, you want to go Fandom? It's like a Jersey Shore thing. I don't know, but like, either way, wow! That the last twenty four hours has been a complete treat. I will tell you, I, I like. I thought, like, you know, we were, we were getting stuff, getting news, and then, okay, it's done for the night. Oh, my God. Something else. Oh, my God. Something else. <laughs> um, so we have a lot to talk about. No, there's no interview today. We're, we're interviewing each other and, and our reactions to DC Fandom. And uh, <laughs> I feel like a – you know what I think of when I say Fandom? I think of, like, a one of the stereotypical, like, goons from the, uh, the Batman the animated series, like – Matches Malone or something like, hey, Fandom, man, matches Malone, hey. <laughs> yeah, my my favorite being the Jazz Man. Jazz, the Jazz Man, Jazz Man. <laughs> um, man, what? Okay, we we got so much news to get through. I know uh, we're we're gonna talk about all this crap. I mean, I and we got video game news too. I uh, like it's it's a good it's well it was a great day for DC Comics fans. Hey, and there's some Marvel news in there. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, yeah, so I guess we'll just jump right into it. I don't know if you want to, if you if you got any stories to tell. We're just, I think we'll just jump right into it. I, I, I mean, oh, so I'll, I'll throw one thing out there. Everybody remember, um, if you want to get your DRM free copy of Battle Monsters, go to Drive Through Comics. That's all I'll say. But yeah, um, <laughs> keeping up with fandom was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially and, since I now work weekends. So oh, yeah, <laughs> like I, you know, I had stuff to do the week uh, this weekend, but I even like the content in between the trailer releases was so good too. Like, I mean, they, they were interviewing uh, uh, Neil Gaiman about the, the new Sandman audiobook and stuff. And they, I mean, the amount of voice actors and stuff they put into the book. Uh, I think Andy Serkis was involved too with that book. Um yep. And, like, real actors being voice actors. I mean, it's just the interviews and the content they were talking. I mean, they're talking about, like, Neil Gaiman and how, like, uh, writing Sandman, did he think it was going to be such an epic uh, to this day, you know? And um, then they were interviewing, uh, uh, like, Venus Williams talking about, like, New Gods. And they had Patty Jenkins. And they had, I mean, the the segment with um, uh, the director of the Suicide Squad, James Gunn, that segment was ridiculous, and the fan questions. I don't. It was just so much good content. Yeah, I would like. Uh, I would like to see Marvel do something like this too for like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or because right. I mean, at the end of the day, like yeah, there was a couple of video game stuff, and there was like one big comic announcement, but right. this was really about the cinematic stuff. Uh, I would like to see Marvel do something like this too because. I just think one day or, you know, a chunk of time all about what's coming and like how we're going to build these worlds was really cool. Really good. Yeah. idea. And 
the fact that they put this together in the last, I, I mean, they couldn't have had this idea until like March when COVID hit, right? So obviously this was stuff that was going to be coming out at Comic-Con either, well, either yeah. in October or... Yeah, so it was, the video game stuff obviously would have come out in July. Right. Um, with E3 that got canceled. Um, and then I think the rest of it was slated for San Diego. So like all of it was there. Yeah, but the coordination and like, yeah, you know, getting. I mean, I, I guess maybe some people have some free time on their hands, but, anyways, let's just jump into it. TV, the, as far as TV news goes, I mean, they had a lot of discussions about like the Flash TV show and uh, Batwoman. I think they had the Batwoman cast together. Yeah, right? just we both kind of fell off CW and like everything they're doing. So I just I didn't even yeah. watch the Flash trailer. Right. Like, um, yeah, he runs fast. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, uh, the segment they did, uh, we're talking about TV, we'll talk about movies, we got a lot of movies to talk about. Um, So season three of Titans has added some new characters to the show, we got Barbara Gordon and Scarecrow uh, joining the growing list of characters for next season, Um, and Corinne Walters, who's currently playing Robin, will become Red Hood, so they're starting to move things along, Uh, Titans was fun, and I don't... I mean, I gotta. I just gotta catch up on the second season. I'm glad they're still doing things with it. Yeah, this got me kind of in the mood to like watch it. I, yeah. I haven't had much to watch. I've been going back and like watching stuff that I've watched before. Yep. And I read this and was kind of like, oh, like, yeah, Titans. Like I liked what I watched of it. Right. It, I just fell off. Yeah. yeah. I just the whole DC universe thing was weird, and I, all the shows, with the exception right. of Swamp Thing, I fell off of real quick just because. I don't know. It just wasn't my like normal streaming service. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they're, I'm glad to see they're still going along with that. I just got to finish season two. I fell off season two. Um, what I like, I liked what I saw, but I, now, I mean, knowing what we know now, it feels like an HBO show though. I mean, you, you got, you got Robin dropping F bombs. So like, yeah. And, and we talked about last week, it's all going to be on HBO max. Yeah, now, right. So, so it's, it's maybe, an HBO maybe, Max yeah. original now. Right. Now see. now we know where it's going to be somewhere. We know these shows are probably a little more... Because it, it's exhausting to like invest in like, love Swamp Thing and then have it be pulled. You know, So you don't want to see that happen with like every show you're, you start to watch. Yeah, uh, and no, no slight to DC on this, but like this isn't their forte. So Matt Forte, that is. Um, so <laughs> putting it on HBO Max makes more sense because they're going to be able to curated a little bit better and like handle the kind of mistakes that lost a swamp thing a little bit better. So, yeah. Um, and I think they already know they have a, you know, pre-existing uh, fan or not fan base, but customers on HBO that'll be like, Oh, this looks interesting. Um, yeah, all, all the DC universe people just move over. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, movie news. Okay. We're getting the first piece of non DC comics movie news out of the way. Uh, Sony has announced that, J.C. Chandor will be directing the Craven the Hunter film. We knew Craven the Hunter was coming, uh, but uh, if people don't recognize that name, uh, he he directed Triple Frontier, which was the Ben Affleck movie on Netflix, which wasn't a terrible film. Um, He's got another one coming with like um, Poe Dameron, uh, oh. Oscar Isaac. Yep. And a few other people. So like, yeah, he's out there. Just if it's not Jason Momoa, don't waste my time. Yeah, I mean, well, who else would you cast besides, like, I don't know, a clone of Jason Momoa? 
it, yeah, like if it's not Jason Momoa, then I it, there's no reason for this movie to exist. Right. There's just uh, no one better for Craven, really. And then and then we got a lot of trailers yesterday. So we're gonna start with the stuff that you know we've seen a little bit of before. The new Wonder Woman trailer. Um, you know, you're watching it. You're like, okay, okay. Are they gonna do the cheetah reveal? Or I'm like, oh, they start. They, you know, we got to see some, some action. You know, some fight scenes before she's the cheetah, and then at the end, we do get a glimpse of cheetah. And a lot of people are like, it's kind of jarring seeing her, and like, she doesn't look like good. But I don't. I think the whole point is she's not supposed to look good. Where it's like, you know, the the comics always made cheetah like, oh, well, she's you know, she's still like a sexy slash woman slash cheetah because you know they have to sell comics but like mm-hmm. the reveal on the end of the trailer is like what have you done to yourself you know you're you're a monster pretty much so and i like that i like that reveal and i like that like realization of wonder woman but what do you think i i like how that trailer fucked with us too because yeah. i you know show a lot of stuff we've seen and yep. like yeah um oh what's his name uh, Captain Kirk. Oh, yeah. Any pack. Yep. Uh, and then they show her fighting, you know, Cheetah, quote unquote, fighting right. Wonder Woman. And, and it's just her in like a basically looking like a punk rocker from the 80s. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're going to do that, Cheetah. Okay, fine. That I, I was right. like, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah. We're all like, oh, they're not going to go with the CGI, blah, blah, blah. And then they show the CGI. And yeah, she looks like, listen, whoever's CGI in that movie fixed it a little bit. Cause there's some wonkiness there, but right. That is the cheetah I wanted. And I do like that. She looks a little like fucked up. Like yeah, a person who transformed themselves into a cheetah. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. Like man bat, like you expect man bat to look really messed. Like man bat's not cute looking. So, you know, yeah, like, I, I wasn't expecting to look like sexy or anything. Right, but right. The face does look like a little, cats the musical the film yeah yeah um <laughs> yeah which uh it, that's just poor taste i think of like of man why did cats have to come out at all <laughs> you know damn it um there's gonna be so many memes there's already memes flooded the internet like the the one that i saw that made me laugh was like cats could walk so cheetah could run <laughs> like that was one of the good ones uh some other what? stuff what? I'm so glad they went with the full transform into a cheetah thing. Like, oh yeah, that that's how it needed to happen. That's what we yep. needed to see. So I I'm excited for this movie. I think it, I mean the first one was good. Yeah. Um, and I expect nothing less than from this one. So. And I will say I like the idea of um, you know the first Wonder Woman movie. We really focused on like. Uh, Wonder Woman in a new world, you know, everything was new to her, but now we get the trade-off. Now Steve Trevor is in it, like, it's it's seen through his eyes of a new world, right? So now he's he's moved forward and, and like, wow, everything's new to him. So, like, I like that Patty Jenkins is like, okay, this worked in the first movie. We're gonna We're gonna put a twist on it in the second movie where Wonder Woman's the one showing him around of what what the new world is and also that parachute pants scene was actually pretty funny <laughs> yeah yeah like oh does every, everybody has a parachute <laughs> it's like no 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 that's not and, I, and i like the idea of maxwell lord being even he wasn't really shown this one but right. he's been in other ones of maxwell lord being like kind of the puppet master mm-hmm. and being the typical 80s 
uh, businessman. Yep. Uh, I think it's a cool way to do that character in film. So, uh, mark my word, because it was in the original Justice League script. Okay, mark my word. And this is uh that is the um, Miller Justice League script that got the the movie that got canned. Um, the George Miller script. Yeah. Wonder Woman will snap either Wonder Woman or Cheetah. Someone will snap Maxwell Lord's neck. It's going to happen. She's going to they're going to kill. There's there's going to be a moment in the movie where I think that I because it's such an I, when I read the script for the original Justice League, I read that and like she was the one to kill Maxwell Lord. And, you know, they we ended up seeing something like that. And remember Man of Steel or the snaps on snack, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, but there's there's like a moment or like a reason like Maxwell Lord needs to die because he's just going to like keep doing bad shit. And I like she comes to the realization like, OK, I need to kill him. Like. I'm so it. first you stole my joke about Superman going back in time being the one snapping his neck. Uh, um, <laughs> second. Completely, it's my, that's my move. <laughs> I snap next. I'm the one that makes fun of DC around here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. But second, how has no one at DC like made the George Miller script into a comic series? I don't know. It's so good, man. It, it, it like it bring and the it has so much weight to it. Well, we should we should just make a podcast episode where we where we just go through the script and talk about it because there's so much weight in that movie because it's not like Parademons. It's not like the um the other the discount Parademons and all the Marvel movies. Um, the Kree or the scroll. Oh. Chitari. Uh, Chitari, yeah, the other one. <laughs> Pick one alien race. Um, but the, the the cool thing about his script was they used the Omax. So they're real humans inside the cyborgs, and that's why they can't kill they can't just like start blasting left and right. You know, they have to like incapacitate them in a safe manner because the Omax take over a human host. And that's like, okay, that's pretty cool. Listen, production meeting, um, audio drama version. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, we should we should work at that. We'll, we call we'll call up some people and see who wants to play what dibs on Batman. By the way, <laughs> just saying, it's got. I mean, I gotta play Batman. Dibs on Wonder Woman. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, it's happening. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna. My we'll only, talk about it. My only thing is uh, to all my uh, Bat friends listeners out there, Joe must play Alfred, assuming Alfred's in this movie. Yep. Because yeah. he will be Arnold Schwarzenegger's Alfred. Oh God! All right, gonna <laughs> this is, we're gonna we're gonna butcher this script. Anyways, we got so much more to talk about. We got the Snyder Cut trailer, and if you were to tell me like that was the movie we saw, uh, however many years ago, that it's a completely different movie, man. Let's talk about those scenes. They and and the uh, it's four hours long. You you can either watch it all at once, which to me is the only way to watch it. You can either watch it all once on HBO, or you can watch it in hour segments. Um, but I mean, come on, it's COVID. Who doesn't have four hours to devote to Justice League? Come on, let's go. Um, I know, it's I know, whatever. Four hours long, you got to go to the bathroom, blah, blah, blah. You probably have to eat in between there. I get it. Well, so, for, first of all, we don't know if it's going to come out during COVID. Second of all, if oh, you sure. can't hold your bladder for four hours, please consult a doctor. Well, I mean, maybe some people were just born in a small one. Listen. When the last two Avengers movies came out, sure. I purposely dehydrated myself oh, yeah. so I wouldn't leave that theater. Oh, it's no yeah, excuses, it's, people. You plan ahead for these things. Yeah, I mean the fact that we get to watch it in the living room is it helps too. But um, 
so let's talk about some of the seeds we get. Okay, let's number one. Uh, uh, help me out. The big CGI bad uh, Steppenwolf. Oh. No, well, oh, well, they start off with it. We get we get Dark Side, which looks pretty cool, huh? Yeah, we, yeah. We get we get we get like right out of the gates. Dark Side's in the movie. Like no messing around. You see Dark Side and Apocalypse, and you see Desad. You see Desad looks awesome. Uh, I like. I was more excited to see Desad than Dark Side because I'm like Dark Side just sits on his throne and he makes Desad do all his shit. You know what I mean? Um, really cool glimpse of those two characters, but also the 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 new. Uh, not I don't even know if it's newer. They just went back to the old rendering. Steppenwolf looks awesome. I mean, he looks completely different, and I don't I don't know why they went with the the version that we got in the. The movie, you know what I mean, like the the Josh Sweden version. Like he looks, he looked better in the trailer. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that one's. Uh, I don't know. I I almost think that they made changes to the Snyder CGI just to like differentiate it from the movie. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. And then we, um, what else did we get? We got a lot more exploration with uh, Cyborg's character. I can kind of I can kind of side with why Ray Fisher's pissed off because it looks like they cut most of his scenes from the original movie. I'm like, there was like five or six scenes in the trailer. I'm like, we didn't see any of this shit. It's because he's cyborg. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, more importantly, we get black suit Sp- uh, Superman. Yep, that black was suit, pretty awesome. Yeah, black suit Superman. Um, there's a scene where like. Uh, Clark is in a, fee- in a uh, at, at home with uh, Ma Kent and uh, and um, help me out Lois, Lois Lane. There's there's a scene where uh, Cyborg's father uh, uh, Silas Stone is dying, like he's trying to blow up the um, he's trying to blow up the mother box, and he he dies. And I'm like, oh, you mean so he there wasn't like a worthless death a death scene with him and like Steppenwolf. Um, it it looks like a completely different movie. Uh, and there's some Aquaman scenes in there, and some some more Batman stuff. There's an awesome shot of all the Justice League standing there. Uh, what else? There oh the Flash scenes. There's so many extra Flash scenes that we didn't see in the movie, right? Yeah. And it look I don't know. I I'm excited for it. That's all I got. I, I am and I'm not at the same time. And I think the not comes from the fact that I know that like we're gonna get all pumped for what this could what the world that could have been if right. that tragic incident didn't happen to uh, I keep wanting to say Scott. Zack Snyder's family and yeah. we got this movie. Right. And possibly the actual trilogy. Right. Cause I think like Dark Side is gonna show up for like ten minutes and that's yeah. probably being generous yeah and then we'll never see him again because he wasn't supposed to show up to the third movie yeah but, so I'm, I'm excited because i want to see what could have been but i'm also kind of not excited because i'm just like oh it's gonna be a big letdown because i'm not gonna see where this goes well yeah and i mean part of that yeah that's true but also um i think we're gonna see these characters in a new light like the barry allen looked different in those scenes and the barry allen we got in the movie he looks less annoying um, I think I don't know. Yeah, and, and Zach came out and said that there was like things that he 
he actually took some shots at Josh where he's like, you know, certain lines and certain scenes. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, will this be a part of it? And he said, well, first, nothing that Josh shot, Joss shot will be in this movie. But second, like, a lot of that stuff didn't make sense. Right. <laughs> and I'm the, like, Russian, oh. the Russian family hiding from the parodies. <laughs> like, what is going on there? Yeah, and there was one, like, I think it was uh, Superman saying to Batman, like, do you bleed? Oh, yeah. All back. And he's like, that was never, like, in my movie. That was something that Josh added. Joss added. Yeah. It was like, uh... But, either way, I'm excited. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna watch it. Oh, I'm um, gonna watch the fuck out of it, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And I'm really and depressed I, at the end of it, but I'm gonna watch the fuck out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but, the other thing is, now they confirmed that Ben Affleck's coming back to play Batman in the upcoming Flash movie. So... And, we, you know, they talked about the whole Flash cat, or not the cast, but at least Ezra Miller and the director, who is the director of the It movie, by the way. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so, and and they, they even played on the fact that, like, he he can make heart, like, he can create heart between characters, like, you know, the cast of the It movie, like the kids, but he also can create suspense and, like, terrifying and really heavy scenes. So, I and I, I'm like, wow, that... It actually kind of fits with what they were talking. I mean, like Flashpoint, you know, you have a lot of these cool characters, but you also have a really heavy storyline of like it's just a, a boy trying to save his mom. Um, but they also revealed. Did you see the the new Flash suit? Yes. Oh, now so that looks really cool. New Fifty Two Flash. <laughs> yeah, it's the new Fifty Two Flash suit. None of that like airplane broken down space shuttle bullshit. Uh, but they do confirm part of the script that. He gets a new suit from Ben Affleck's Batman, so yeah, he, yeah. So they, he, I, they're still in cahoots, I guess. And uh, who was it? Oh, Jim Lee said that because I, I never noticed it because the way my brain works is I know these characters, so it's like that's the Flash, okay, right? But apparently, he was never called the Flash in any of these movies. Oh, um. I don't know. I, I'm taking Jim's word on this. Yeah. And he said that, well, actually, he gets his name from when he meets Grant in Crisis. So oh, now there's cool. also, like, this talk about, like, will Grant show up in this movie? Which would be cool. Like, Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it'd be um, awesome. But, yeah, there's a lot of things they're doing here. I just... it. It really shows that, well, one, they want to celebrate the past of DC movies, which bringing Keaton back. And as long as I get a Batman Beyond movie out of this, I don't care. But also, like, it shows they really want to kind of clean up the mess that they made and try to do Justice League again. Yeah, yeah. I and I think they're just the the self-realization that, like, okay, we messed up and we're trying to fix it is nice. Um yeah, okay, so uh, I think maybe we'll, yeah, we'll talk about, since we, you know, we already talked about Batman a little bit, let's talk about that first Batman trailer. I was not, ex- I mean, we had gotten, we had gotten a poster, and we had gotten the new Bat symbol, and we had gotten some screens of Bruce Wayne, and, like, I was even picking apart the screenshot, because I wasn't expecting a trailer, I'm like, there's no way we're going to, only 25% of the movie is filmed, no way we're getting a trailer that makes sense or holds up to any sort of Batman story. And, you know, like they said, they showed that picture of, uh, you know, um, Rob, Rob Pattinson as uh, Bruce Wayne. 
The one thing I do like about the picture, because I was like analyzing it, even though it's just a picture of a dude in a suit, um, he looks that's tired. That's what we do. Right. <laughs> he looks tired. Now, you're Bruce Wayne. You're in business meetings all day, or you're not. I don't know. But you're fighting crime all night. You never sleep. And I don't know. I've never seen a Batman that looks as tired as he does. <laughs> or Bruce Wayne. Like, he's got bags under his eyes. This boy has been up all night. It's because the real Batman snorts Adderall all the time, so he's good to go. <laughs> he's good to go. But anyways, they dropped the trailer. Matt Reeves drops a 4K trailer on his Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Um, and it's it's dark and it's gritty, but it's also a detective movie, which Chris has been asking for. Detective Batman. Right? I mean, opening scene, we get the Riddler wrapping a guy up and he leaves some cryptic message behind. I, I love the fact that, I mean, it wasn't really a riddle. It was more of a cryptic message, like the Zodiac killer style of message. Yeah. I, I almost thought it was hush for a second. The way like, Oh it was, yeah. Like the first time I watched it, I was like, wait, when they, they never said they were doing hush. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been asking for a detective movie because they keep saying he's the world's greatest detective, but I never <laughs> see him do detective shit. Right. So uh, yeah. And the, and the <laughs> fact that like, and and I don't know I don't know if this has been done in a Batman movie before. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just I'm just talking out loud here and just you know riffing. But the the fact that they let Batman into the crime scene, like the reveal, the reveal. Like first off, Matt Reeves can shoot a fucking movie, man. Oh my god, the reveal of like. You know, you get Commissioner Gordon, you're like, oh, shit, Jeffrey Wright looks awesome. Love that guy. I mean, we all know he's an amazing actor. You, you get this crime scene, and then not just it's not just Commissioner Gordon on a rooftop. It's everybody in the scene turning to Batman like, what do you got for us? <laughs> like, you're the detective. <laughs> Figure this out. Like, you know this guy? And and he walks into the scene, dude. Oh, it is an amazing shot. You get the full bat suit. You get the cowl. It looks great. I know we had some we had some thoughts or issues about the ears. I think he looks great. I don't know. So Matt Reeves can shoot the shit out of something because he made me cry at a bunch of monkeys. <laughs> <That's> um, <true. laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, the suit looks fantastic. Uh, the stills that they show of the helmet originally did not do a job. I mean, this is always the case. I'm pretty sure we said at the time, yeah, like it right. looks like shit and still, but yep. I'll, I'll wait yep. to see what this movie looks like. Yeah, it looks great. Um, that scene was cool. It shows that even though we have a young Batman, mm-hmm. um, he's definitely like into his career. It's not like it's his first rodeo. Right. Um, and yeah, the cast looks awesome. I mean, the introduction of Catwoman looked great. My yeah. only complaint of the whole thing was the Batmobile still looks dumb. But other than that, I thought the fight scene looked good. Mm-hmm. Like, Listen, I, I didn't like uh, Affleck killing criminals. Like, right. that kind of went too far well, for me. But breaking their face is fine. <laughs> but beating the fuck out of them until they're like, they wish they were dead, that's yeah. Batman. Like, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. And and the, the reveal, like, there's there's not a whole lot of fighting, but the one scene they show is just, like, in the raw, like, like, he's pissed, man. And he beats the shit out of the guy and goes, I am vengeance. And then the tease, like, Matt Reeves knows, like, I am vengeance, I am the knight. Like, that's the line from the animated series, man. That's what we appreciate about, like, Kevin Conroy, that Batman. And he cuts it off, you know, like, I am vengeance. And the the voice, too. 
it's not too it's not too growly. Yeah. And it just made I don't know, it, it worked. And that scene and like and then they, they pan back to the to the group of goons and they're like terrified. <laughs> they're like, uh <laughs> what do we do now? Um I think the Riddler is Paul Paul Dano or Dano is a great actor. His voice and the lines he's delivering, he's almost trying to hold the, the police accountable, like if you really want to be justice. Um, he's, I, I think he's trying to flesh out the corruption within the police force, which, hmm, I don't know if we can really relate to that these days, but, <laughs> you know, it's only been a thing in Batman comics for oh yeah years, but yeah, right, um, right. <laughs> but it, in, I, I love, I love the fact that, I mean, they're using Riddler, um, like you said, the Catwoman scenes are cool. Uh, I want to see more and I can't wait. I mean, it, I, I wasn't expecting this trailer, um, but it it was whew, it was awesome. Yeah, and there's like there's little touches I really like. Like it's gonna get made fun of online because it's sparkly vampire guy, but like yeah. how pale Robert Pattinson is, right? Like, uh, yeah, he never goes outside in the sun. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the little details like that. Yeah. Like he doesn't go outside and he's sleepy, man. He's just he he doesn't. Sleep. And yeah, like you said, him being all tired with like the the eye makeup um, right. to hide his uh, face from the mask, right? And things like that, like just really sells it for me. I yeah, I'm down for this movie. I cannot wait. Like this is. This is still number two for me in the DC slate, but it's like it's almost like a one B for me. Yeah, and right. we talked about it off mic, and we'll talk about more with the next movie we're going to talk about. But yeah. this is the first time I've been really excited for like multiple DC movies, mm-hmm. and think that they could have a slate that will rival, if not be better, than what Marvel has coming up. So, it, it, yeah, I'm really excited for this movie. Yeah. And the, there's a cool scene, if you slow down the trailer, uh, we get a glimpse of it. He does get shot in the chest in the metal bat bat symbol, and it deflects a bullet. So it's not only a, a cool a cool logo, but it also is it's used for uh, for deflecting bullets. I thought, you know, I, you know, hats off to Matt Reeves, dude. I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it. It's uh, let's let's see more. And I think he looks Robert Robert Pattinson looks great as Batman. I think he looks great. Um, so. This also tangentially got me really excited for his like Gotham Central TV show he's doing. Yeah, it's like part of this universe. Yeah, and yeah, if it's like if it's like dark and gritty, like Jeffrey Wright just going around like, well, this sucks. Like I, I would watch that. <laughs> As long as I get Harvey Bullock eating a donut, it's all that yeah, matters. Yeah, that's all that matters. Um, was that Harvey Bullock in the trailer at the podium? I mean, that had, like, there's no, like, more identifiable, poli- identifiable police officer than Harvey Bullock. Like, the the guy who's, like, you know, drinking every night and is overweight. and Yeah, and it, if you're going to do, like, ultra-corrupt GCPD, yeah. Harvey's the best character because Harvey's the guy that you're like, he's definitely corrupt, but he's not, but he's not. He's just, yeah. he's just real, man. He's, he's seen so much shit that he can't be a nice guy anymore. And he, if he wants to survive on the force, you can't. Yeah, he, you're right. He lives 
police work. Like the dude yeah. has nothing else in his life. He's right. the guy that he doesn't work to live. He lives to work. Yep. And it sometimes looks like he's doing bad things. So like, I, I hope that's Harvey. Mm-hmm. I hope so- Harvey's in it in some way. Yeah. Cause that'd be awesome. If it's not, it's a dude that looks straight out of the comics. Like Harvey. Yeah. Harvey um, yeah, there's a lot of characters that we didn't even get to see in the trailer. So, uh, but like I said, only 25 percent of the movie shot. Now we got a lot of info about the new Suicide Squad movie. We got some footage. Uh, we got some character questions answered. Where do we even begin with all this info? I mean, we we had been speculating on who was going to play what. So I'm just going to read the list. Um, we got a lot of info from James Gunn. Uh, so the team is Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie. Yep. Bloodsport, Idris Elba, confirmed. Peacemaker is John Cena, and the costume is so... First off, the thing that I love about this is the costume and the colors are so vibrant. Like, I don't know what what palette they're using for the... It just, everything, like, pops out at you, and I think it's awesome that they did that. Real quick, for all the characters. Yeah. The, the, the col- they like, they used just the weird... <laughs> Not even weirdos. They just use colors that pop and like right. look like the their counterparts from the right. um, comics. And I think that might have been part of the the David Iyer uh, uh, Suicide Squad. It was like it had like this washed, like dark filter well, over everything. You know, it was, I don't know. it's it's the. It's one of the criticisms criticisms I had about DC's original universe to go back. Right. Like Marvel initially made they had a whoever was designing their shit knew how to make stuff that works separately, but when mm-hmm. brought together worked even better. Yeah. And one of the problems with Zack Snyder is that he likes to go dark. Yep. And so once you do Batman dark and Superman dark and Justice League dark. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be dark. So it's like, yeah. okay, let's do Suicide Squad, which should be a little goofy. Right. Nope, it's got to be dark. Yeah, there <laughs> and, wasn't any vibrant colors in those costumes at all. Yeah, yeah, and I think they've learned, like, well, A, like, it's not like any of these characters are going to be joining the Justice League movie or whatever they do moving forward. Mm-hmm. But, except for maybe Harley Quinn, but... um but you don't need to like stick to everything has to look like uh, Batman v Superman. Right. Yeah. You know, yep. so. I agree. Um, the rest of the cast, Rick flag is Joel is Joel Kinnaman uh, from the last one. Captain boomerang, still Jai Courtney, the thinker, Peter Capaldi. I was like, you know, they did the interview. I'm like, I forgot doctor who is in this movie. And he was like, so, you know, so serious and like such a such a treasure being he's like, i'm just happy to be here and i'm like peter capaldi I forgot, he's in this movie so uh, stopping there yeah of all and you're about to get in some characters right uh, mind you we called at least two of these right. um this is the weirdest character of any of the ones they announced right the thinker like the yeah thinker. he was in the flash tv show i get it right but right still yeah the thinker the thinker the dude with all the things coming out of his head. <laughs> yeah. All right. Move on. <laughs> and it doesn't stop there. It gets weirder. Uh, Blackguard, Pete Davidson, which is Pete Davidson. And everything, the guy from SNL. <laughs> like, yeah, he's in it. Um, I'm curious to see how, how he how he does. 
Uh, Polka Dot Man is David DeSmallchin. The star of this movie. Yeah, Polka Dot Man's there. And they gave you, like, little glimpses of their costume. It's got polka dots. Uh, and it, Savat- they shoot out polka dots. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yep. Everybody's going to love Polka Dot Man as much as Mike and me after this. Polka yep. Dot Man rules. Yep. Uh, Savant, uh, Michael Rooker. And I love the fact that everybody is just like picking on Michael Rooker uh, <laughs> in the whole interview and stuff. He's just like, hey, man, come on. They're like, but it's like, you know, it's like lovable. Like, ah, you know, I don't want to work with him, blah, blah, blah. Um, but Savant is like that pretty boy vigilante, kind of like Bruce Wayne. But uh, he's got like a ridiculous, like long white hair wig on. He just looks ridiculous. <laughs> like, like they gave him the most ridiculous look. Um, Arms fall off boy is indeed Nathan Fillion. <laughs> We called it. Yeah, we called that one. Uh, it, listen, I mean, Nathan Fillion rips off his arm and beats somebody with it. This movie yep. gets a 10 out of 10. Yep. King Shark. Steve Eggie. Fuck. Yes. King Shark, baby. Let's go. You know, they always forget about the King Shark. He's he's important. This is the good part, too. So we'll get, we'll get to the gaming stuff later, but we've gotten King Shark and Flash. Yeah. He looks badass. Yep. We're getting King Shark in this video game, and he's kind of badass, but a little bit like he's the dumb shark guy. Yeah. King Shark in this movie looks doofy as fuck, and I love it. Oh, yeah. He looks like the idiot of the group. Yep. Everybody's just like, there's a fucking giant walking shark here. What's going on? Yeah, exactly. And then we get Weasel, uh, who's being a CGI character played by Sean Gunn. (laughs) And it's it's just a weasel, dude. Like... They're like, well, what are, what are his powers? <laughs> it's like, he doesn't. It's not like Rocket Raccoon, you know? It's like, this dude's just a weasel. <laughs> First of all, we were all waiting for the Sean Gunn reveal, but. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Keeping his brother afloat. Keep it, yeah, Weasel. Yeah. yeah, Weasel, man. So uh, I'm renaming this movie now, uh, James Gunn. You can. It's no longer The Suicide Squad. I will now refer to it as Polka Dot Man and His Amazing Friends. Yep. I agree with that. That's yep. uh, I'm sold on the movie. It looks awesome. You know, the whole interview they were talking about, like the uh, John Ostrander Suicide Squad, and and what he did with those characters, and it looks like James Gunn is invested. He said it's the most fun he's ever had making a movie, which is like you made two, three. You're making the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Like you said that, and Marvel's listening. He he obviously doesn't give a shit, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I'm so this is my one A because James Gunn, right? And because it's Polka Dot Man and his amazing friends. Yeah, um, really excited for this movie, and I, I really think I, I almost think that James Gunn's telling the truth here because mm-hmm. I almost feel like when James Gunn got canceled and was fired from Guardians, and then DC swooped in and said, "We don't care, make us a movie." Yeah, they came with. You can have the Suicide Squad and do whatever the fuck you want. And I think right. he went through and listened to old episodes of the Bat or of uh, Fortress Comic News and picked all the crappy villains. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I said, I'm going to make this movie. Yep. And I almost think he's like, he's testing the world in Hollywood to be like, listen, if I could do Peacemaker, John Cena's Peacemaker and Polka Dot Man, what's your excuse? Right. Yeah, and I, yeah, 
I want this movie now. Like, <laughs> this is the first time I felt like this about a DC movie. Yeah, I want okay. it now. Yep. And the, yeah, and the fact that, like, I, I you know, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are great, but, like, you know, they had this big fight scene at the end with the, uh, um, the guy who judges people and reports to Thanos. Oh, Ronan the Accuser. Ronan the Accuser. And, you know, it was this big thing of the galaxy's in danger. But, like, this is just the Suicide Squad. The galaxy's not in danger this time. And you gotta, you have a, you have a walking great white. <laughs> you know, like. Uh, and, that's gonna be awesome. You know, though, the thing is, he also gets to do it again. Because what most people don't remember is that outside of, like, I like the Guardians from... Uh, Annihilation, and I know yeah. a lot of people love that series. But yeah. outside of that, like nobody knew who the Guardians were. Right. Nobody liked the Guardians. Mm-hmm. And when they announced the Guardians of the Galaxy, even Marvel fans were sitting back going, "Who? <laughs> yeah, right. That's your next movie, right? Okay, okay. So I'm sure even DC fans are going, "Wait, you're doing Polka Dot Man as Amazing Friends? Yep." Okay. I also it's of note that Harley Harley Quinn's look in this movie is awesome. Like I you usually don't hear that come come for me, but what they did with like Margot Robbie's costume looks really cool. They did something too with like cuz with this version of Harley Quinn like, you know, she's from the ghetto and has tattoos. Right. And um but the one thing they did was they showed a like quick thing where she has new tattoos in this, and mm-hmm. it hints it's stuff that calls back to like Birds of Prey, yeah, and some of the other things that have happened. So I, I like that too that they're like evolving her character beyond mm-hmm. what it was in the um, Suicide Squad that she'll never. Um, I if if King Shark doesn't eat one of arm fall off boy's arms in this movie, I want my money back, or at least I, if. If King Shark doesn't eat, eat at least two of the cast members to like trim down the team, <laughs> like, I think King Shark dies. Yeah, and how he will die is he will eat somebody. I don't know who yet. Yep, and they will blow up inside of him. Yep, that's my prediction. Why not? I mean, yeah, you heard us, James Gunn. Take our advice. Um, and then, and then that's not even all the movie news we got. They brought up the Black Adam movie, which hasn't been mentioned in, I don't know, seven years that we always I, like. Yeah, I'm shocked they're still making it. Yeah, uh, but they gave us, you know, Warner Brothers and Dwayne Johnson gave us some info about the Black Adam movie. And we know, anybody that knows the story of Black Adam, it, it took place a long time ago. So, um, you know, Black Adam is an ancient, uh, you know, from the Egyptian times. He gets sent out into space, blah, blah, blah. He comes back. Ah, there's a Shazam on Earth. Oh, we got to fight. Ah. Um, that's my, uh, you could take my idea for the script, uh, DC. Um, that's what happened too. Yeah, that's pretty much, I just summed it up. And most importantly, it's said to feature the JSA. What? (laughs) What? Are you serious? So that means it makes a little more sense. They're going to have like a modern day Black Adam that maybe takes place in like the 1940s. Right, uh, his his Middle Eastern country is probably enslaved. Becomes Black Adam, gets sent out into space, comes back. He's all pissed off. 
I like that idea. I don't, I don't really, you know, I can't really resonate with the Egyptian times. I can resonate with the 1940s JSA. I almost think you do, you still do the Egyptian thing. Yeah. He's Egyptian slave. Because he has to be a slave of some sort. Like right. that's, and uh, Dwayne Johnson brings that up. Like that's an important part of who he is. Oh yeah. He's, yeah. He was a slave. Um, yeah. That whole thing happens. He becomes Black Adam. And then comes back to like the 40s. And conduct will be like, just throw them into World War II somehow. Mm-hmm. And he can fight JSA. Like, I, I, I'd i have to work out the exacts, but that Carry would be my, four. like, yeah. <laughs> like, just yeah. throw Kondok into World War II. The JSA is there for some reason. They fight Black Adam. Okay. <laughs> then, when we do Shazam 3, oh, look, it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson yeah. as Black Adam. Let's go. Let's go. Duke it out for two and a half hours. Um, now, to me, it makes a little more sense why they've been like so shy about the JSA in the comic book world because they like to time things where like this is really popular right now in the comics. Hey, look at this movie with these characters that you've been seeing lately. So maybe they're just trying to figure out the best way to work the JSA within the time into the timeline or where to place them in the timeline in the DC universe. I'm not sure. That's just yeah. my thoughts. My other thing too is. Go talk to whoever did that first scene from Stargirl, the only episode I've watched so far, yeah, by the way. Right. Um, <laughs> and just do that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's already been done perfectly. Do that. Yep. Just do more of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, okay. That was just a reassurance that that movie's happening. Shazam 2 is officially announced, which is awesome because we love the first one. Uh, and the title, Shazam Fury of the Gods. We were really unsure, like how they're gonna, where they were gonna go with this. We do know that you know, Mister Mind was revealed at the end of the first one, so um, something's gonna happen, and the gods are gonna be pissed. I I think they could do a really quirky thing with the gods, like Zeus. Like, don't make it so serious, like you know they did with like the Seven Sins, like murdering people. Like, make Zeus like a like a like a pretty boy womanizer. Not like, you know, like, don't make it wizard, but like, you know what I mean? Like, because the, the yeah. actual lore of Zeus is like, he just impregnates all these women and creates gods and like. Yeah, have uh, him turn into a buffalo and fuck a chick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. <laughs> I'm pretty, I, I always use buffalo. I don't know yeah. if he actually turned into a buffalo. I, I, I know, know he turns into animals and fucks yeah. women. Yeah. Like, that's Zeus's that's thing. That's all I know. But like, it, it, they could, I want, I want like, I want the weird quirkiness out of the gods i don't want them all to be super serious like the council of gods and like take the idea and make it fun and i think they're gonna do that but it's just they they can do so much with this character now bringing these gods in yeah i think that they this goes back to what we were talking about before with like everything has to look like uh batman v superman right and they had this like halfway point with shazam where it's like it's a really like quirky funny movie and it's kind of making fun of superheroes, but then yeah. the villain is the darkest, most terrifying thing we can think of. Yep. And yeah, that's the that's like the only complaint about that movie is just right. do something a little bit more quirky with the villain. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'll be interested to see like how they because yeah, you got to do Mister Mind. Some I'm not a big Shazam fan, so forgive me, but you got to bring in Mister Mind somehow. 
and mm-hmm. then you're bringing in gods. Somebody smarter than me will figure it out, but I, yeah. I'll go see it because the first one was good. I think it's a cool title as well. Hey everybody, Chris here. Just want to take a quick break from the show to remind you all that if you go to fortressofcomicnews.com, there's a banner at the top for Amazon. If you use that Amazon banner, we get a little kickback from it as an advertising fee. So if you do any of your purchases on Amazon, we would really appreciate it if you would use our banner to do all your purchases. That way you can help out the show, help out us, and get all the awesome things you buy on Amazon, including comics, DVDs, everything. So remember, go to fortresscomicnews.com and use that Amazon banner on the top. Thank you all so much for listening, and let's move on to the rest of the show. Um, and then we can talk about the gaming news. Video Woo. games. Yeah, video games. Um, so the first one being re- revealed that I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't even waiting for this one, but uh, Warner Montreal announced that their new video game, Batman Gotham Knights, it's uh, it's set in Gotham after the death of Batman. It's going to feature playable characters Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood, and Tim Drake Robin, set for 2021 release. The trailer looked really cool. It was Batman dying and giving his last farewell. And I love the fact that he doesn't get all mushy on them, like, you're you're the better part of me. You're the mm-hmm. best. I love you. Blah, blah. He's just like, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's on you now. It's on Peace. you now. Gotta go. Like It wasn't heartfelt, and it's like, the cold treatment that you're always going to get for Batman. And, and, and then we see, you know, we see uh, red hood with the guns. You see the, the purple, uh, Batgirl suit. We see the Nightwing with the, the chopsticks and, uh, and, uh, the Tim Drake Robin. I, it looks, it looks cool as hell. Um, I'm down. I mean, we love the bat family and there's so much Batman going on. Like give us a game with the bat family. And they, they're like listening to the fans. I feel like it's going to be really cool. I'm excited yeah. for it. And one of the things like Rocksteady did with the Arkham games was those like challenge rooms. Right. You could play as Nightwing and all that. Right. And it was always frustrating because it's like, okay, it's just a challenge room. Like, this, right. I can only do like one or two of them and yeah. I'm bored. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, yeah, I'm glad that it's basically its own game now. And also, WB Montreal, uh, people can shit on all they want. Batman Arkham Origin was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited for them to like get their own thing and do it yeah. uh the only thing is i pretty sure i'm just gonna play as batgirl the whole time well i'm pretty sure i'm only gonna play as red hood because i just want to start blasting <laughs> see i don't want to be nightwing because uh you know he's a disco dancer um <laughs> robin is stupid and I'm, it's a batman be... game so why right. do i want to shoot guns yeah well, I mean, I'm going to switch between Batgirl and, and Red Hood, I think. Nightwing and Tim Drake Robin could just, I could do without them, I think. I'm sure they'll all have their own special skills. You're going to need them to do whatever. Um, but the game that I was really excited for, we have been speculating on it. And, oh, give everybody, give Chris a round of applause because they actually put it into the title. Uh, Rocksteady revealed the Suicide Squad game is titled Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. And the release tra- trailer is awesome. It the the playable characters Harley Quinn, Deadshot, King Shark, Captain Boomerang, um, and they, they even have like the trailer is hilarious. The big reveal. Uh, there's the whole reveal of like you know 
oh, Evander Waller is calling up. We gotta, we who's our target? Target Alpha. And they, there's this whole scene where like Superman swoops in and saves a helicopter pilot and then burns them alive. Come to find out, Brainiac is like controlling everyone, and it's an evil Superman. And they're like, that's the that's the target, <laughs> and that's how the trailer ends. Uh, I'm so on board for this. They did some cool thing with Boomerang to keep up with everybody else of like. When he throws his boomerang, he kind of like blinks or like teleports to it in the trailer, which looked really cool. Um, like he like speed up to it. I it, it looked. Re- I mean, King Shark's in it, so like, come on. Yeah. Um, so I'll be playing as King Shark the whole time. Yeah. Um, my only complaint of this whole thing was like after the fact they're talking about how it like it connects with the Arkhamverse. Right. Stop. I want to. Put a bullet in Superman's face. Yep. I don't want to incapacitate him. I want to kill him. But yeah, it still looks awesome. Yeah, it still looks <laughs> that, that trailer was great. Yeah. Um, the four playable characters, much like the last game we just talked about, yep. uh, makes sense. Um, and it's rock steady. Like, yeah. So, yep. I, I yeah, I'm excited. excited. I'm very excited. Um, and yeah, that's it. I mean, that's it for all the, all the news. We're going to jump into the comic book news. Um, but yeah, DC Fandom was, did not disappoint. It uh, had a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, so we'll get to it. But it did disappoint in one aspect. Oh, well, okay. Um, Marvel has announced a new anthology series titled Wolverine, Black, White, and Blood. The first issue will be released in November. It has stories by Matt Rosenberg, uh, Jerry Dugan, and Declan Shalby. Um, do you do you read a lot of Wolverine? I mean, he hasn't really had a self-titled book in a while, right? Well, Since yeah, they yeah. Killed he, they killed him. They brought him back. Even when yeah. he was dead, he had his own book. He had That's Old Man true. Logan. Yep. Um, and he has one as part of the uh, Hickman stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, my joke here is it's nothing like Harley Quinn, black, white, and red. Yeah. At all. Nothing. Yep. Like. No. But good, good for them. Good uh, creators. Uh, oh, like yeah. Wolverine, so why not? Yep. Uh, Marvel has announced the return of the Eternals to comics. Oh, it's almost like there's a movie series coming out. Uh, <laughs> writer Kieran Gillen with artist Asad Ribic and Matt Wilson will be a creative team for the series set to hit shelves in November. So look out for that. Yeah, I love the Eternals. Eternals yeah. are great. Um, and I'm excited for Karen Gillan because right. this is like the first. I mean, he's been on some stuff that's kind of high profile, but this is going to be like the book that everybody goes back to and be like, this is where Karen Gillan became like a big name because mm-hmm. we're going with the assumption that the Eternals movie is going to be great. So I'll just leave it there. So you have the book coming out during the movie. I think that's going to be everybody's going to be wanting the eternal stuff. So yeah, I'll be for sure. This up. Um, DC announced that they're bringing back Milestone Comics in the spring of 2021. The first two comics will, or digital first, Static Shock book, and a print icon and Rocket series. Uh. Why can't they just? Why can't they just give Static Shock a? Why can't they just make Static Shock a DC pro? What is wrong with? What is wrong with Static Shock? I don't. 
Why? What is? Where is this hate from DC coming from? Why can't Static Shock get his own book? You gave Frankenstein and the Agents of Shade a New Fifty Two title. Oh, oh, hold what? up! Okay. Static Shock was a part of New Fifty Two. Yeah, I know, but they bring. Hold on, I'm, I'm, they bring Frankenstein back in like uh, Superman series, uh, Justice League Dark. Why? Why did everybody forget about Static Shock? Because Frankenstein's. Way more interesting than fucking Static Shock. Um, so, first of all, this was the only comic news of DC fandom. I know. That's the, yeah, that's, that's the problem. Yeah. Because we're bringing yeah, back a shitty 90s imprint. Right. Yeah. So I got it like, yep. what? <laughs> you just, I know. You just uh, canceled Justice League. You canceled Teen Titans. Right. You canceled uh, Justice League Odyssey. I'm sorry, not Justice League. Suicide Squad. Justice League Odyssey. Odyssey. A bunch of great books, and you're bringing back Milestone. <laughs> I know it's really oh, sad. It, I'm sorry. I know people love Static Shock from the animated series. I yeah. I didn't like that series. I don't like that character. Um, you have a far more interesting um, character called uh, Black Lightning, mm. who does exactly what Static Shock does. So Static what? Shock flies around on a. On a um, yes, yeah, his hover manhole cover is a manhole cover. <laughs> yeah, we get it. It's dumb. I, I don't. I, Either way, this isn't like this isn't news for comics. They were just like we might. We're probably doing this, bringing an imprint. Like, yeah, they were. They were not prepared to do any comic book news. And then there was like talk about we might do a Static Shock live action movie. No, <laughs> don't. <laughs> I think they're just testing the waters with that. I yeah, I just. I went back and I looked at all the Milestone stuff and I was like, because obviously when I think Milestone, I think Static Shock. So immediately my brain went to why the fuck Milestone? But yeah, I went back and looked at all of it. I'm just like, okay, like none of it looks like none of it looks like stuff that I would read as a like ongoing series. Mm-hmm. Like one character basically looked like Deathlock, which is like, okay, Deathlock's cool when he's like a side character. Right. And I don't know. I good for I. I'm just so upset. I almost it. wonder if they just had to do this to keep the property, like keep the trademark. They had to put something out. Probably. Yeah. I, it, it. But anyways, let's get to some good comic news here, Chris. Uh, Scott Snyder and Tony S. Daniel have announced their creator-owned project, Nocturnal, is a comic series ten years after the world is plunged into everlasting night and is now on Kickstarter. The book's going to be released 2021. So you heard it here. Nocturnal. It's on Kickstarter. Cool. Darkness all the time. Scott Snyder, buy the book. Scott oh. Snyder is his own imprint now at Image. Yeah. Okay. He's going to kickstart a book. He doesn't need to kickstart. Okay. Yeah, it's very interesting why he's uh, why he's kickstarting it. Uh, especially with Tony S. Daniel on the art. Like, so strange. So... I'll pick. I'll pick this book up when it comes to comic shops. I'm not going to do the Kickstarter thing. Right. Like, I get it. If you're a big Snyder and or uh, Daniels fan, like the Kickstarter is going to be for uh, uh, one. They're going to print this version once only and never again, quote unquote, until they need money. Um, but I don't like people of. Snyder and Daniels ilk using Kickstarter. Yeah. I it, it just cuz you don't need it. Like 
for me, it's this has already been solicited as a image book. It's already been said to be coming to Image Comics. Mm-hmm. I just I don't think you need to take away from some of the great stuff going on Kickstarter on the indie space, like the truly indie space. Right. For this. That's my only critique there, but the book does look kind of cool. Yeah. And Scott Snyder, I'll check it out. Yeah, I don't understand the whole why they're going to Kickstarter first, but... And good for him for having his own imprint image now. Like, Yeah. You know, yeah, give, that him all, give him all the money. Um, so what we read this week, I only got through like two and a half books. Um, it's kind of a crazy week for me. Uh, so I had Justice League, Batman, and then I had, I got through like half of the Dark Knight's Metal Book, Metal Guide. Um, I, I hope Chris read it so he could talk about it. But um, yeah, uh, Justice League 51. This is the this is the Justice League book that I was like gushing about. Uh, we get another Justice League story. They bring uh, this is Jeff Loveness and uh, Robson Roca on the art. Uh, it's a Black Mercy story. It's really interesting. Um, they they travel. They're coming home from a you know the, the being on that planet where they you know oh you know to be continued. We're you know we're heading back to Earth. Um, they get to what they think is Earth, and it's not. It's a ship with the black mercy on it and they're pretty much trapped. So the next issue is going to be, um, probably exploring all their fears and, and stuff like that. I, we haven't had a black mercy story in a while. I think that maybe Morrison did like a Superman one with new 52. If I remember correctly, um, we had one more recent than that. Did we? Yeah. Cause it was, Superman was trapped in the black mercy for a bit. Oh, okay. And I think it was a Batman Superman book or no, it was the Trinity book. That's what it mm. was. Okay. When they remember that Trinity series, yeah. they did. Yep. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. and that's yeah. they yeah. reference it in here where they say, um, "Yeah, we recently came across one, but that must have been a seedling because right. this thing is gigantic." This, this is the main one. Yeah, yeah. This is the this is the big Kahuna. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it wasn't a terrible story. Um, yeah. And we get you know we get each each individual Just League character. You know, he's paying a lot of attention to each individual character, trying to give them their own voice. It's not bad. I mean, I, I've I've run worse Justice League, a lot worse than this. So, I you know you know how I feel about my superhero books though. With let's not spend too much time in the nightmare realm. You know, you know what I mean. Like I, I feel like you're only getting one more issue of this um, story because I yeah. think fifty three is supposed to be um, a metal tie in. Okay. Which yeah, that's that's fine too. But I, I did. I like this issue. Yeah. yeah, Just League Fifty Three is a metal time. That's right. Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, so, yeah, I really like the book, and I, you know, I like kind of the the imagery of Flash like being sucked into the Black Mercy. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty interesting. So there was some cool things there. Um, it's I've never heard of Jeff Loveness though. I'll have to check no. him out. No, he no, and he uh, yeah, it's a new writer. So. Um, I like I like that they're not just putting big names. I mean, give them a shot. Uh, Batman ninety seven, James Tinney in the fourth. Um, it, interesting dynamic happening in Gotham. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the uh, clown, the Joker goons, the clowns are uh, afraid to make deliveries um, around Gotham because there's people that are rebelling. Uh, more specifically, one is a kid going around who's 
been given the nickname Clown Killer, so he's going around killing. Um, uh, he's going around killing all these goons. So, and that's like, and Joker makes a point of like, oh, this is what I want. I want him. I want people to. I want chaos within the city. You know, people killing each other and thinking that they're um, doing good. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Batman is still trapped in the theater fighting the zombie people. Um, and the way he gets out of the the thing, because they're like nanobots, he finds out that are controlling the controlling the people and reanimating them. Um, he gets out of there by using an EMP. Uh, but come to find out, he's uh, he's still been poisoned. Um, when he uses the EMP, Alfred says that, you know, your communications are going to be down. You won't be able to hear me anymore because he's been hearing Alfred in his head. Uh, so he gets out of the theater, he collapses, and Harley is there to help him out. Um, she brings him into this, like, secret area that Ivy had created within Gotham, like a secret garden, mm. and has him drink this special tea to, like, get all the toxins out of him, well, it makes him trip balls, and he, like, passes out, and she's like, you gotta, you gotta go through the, you gotta trip balls to get it out of your system. So that's where Batman is right now, um, and then Joker gives Punchline, his new girl, the okay to kill Harley, or at least kill someone, or, like, at least, like, kill her emotionally, someone that's close to her, so I don't know if they're gonna plan on trying to kill Batman or try to kill Harley, but it's not a terrible, it's not a terrible story. So, Real quick, yeah. Jeff Loveness was in an episode of The Office. Oh. He was a writer for Onion News Network and Jimmy Kimball. Yep. And he was a writer, what was it? Writer and producer for the most recent Rick and Morty season. That's cool. Um, he's also got a writer credit for the Ant-Man and Wasps sequel the one coming out in a couple of years yep and he's written for marvel comics so cool he's done stuff like yeah. that we like <laughs> yeah awesome uh and then i had the third book was dark knight's death metal guidebook i didn't get through all of this um i got through the i got through the main intro uh lots of writers around this book um and it's pretty much like what happened when the batman came to earth uh and destroyed it uh, we we find out that Lex Luthor is still alive. We already had that revealed in the main Death Metal book, um, and why he's working with De uh, Lobo to get all the Death Metals is to bring the Legion of Doom back. And I thought that was pretty cool. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna you know get my the bands getting back together. Uh, yeah. And then I I read the Harley the Harley Quinn story is kind of funny where she uh um, she she's like the metal queen of the desert, and it's basically a story of how she gets her giant hyena back. Um, mm -hmm. And then the third story is the Aquaman in the Seven Seas. I haven't I haven't finished the book yet though. The, the stories aren't terrible. They're not bad. So, yeah, much like the last one, the last yeah. like one shot. I think the first story is the best one, and then it gets kind of eh from there. Yeah, right. Um, it did get me really excited for Justice League Fifty Three, where we're gonna get where basically it's gonna be uh, uh, the the Doom Squad, whatever they're called. Yep. Um, and the Harley Quinn book, the or the Harley Quinn story, the best part about that is that they're in a territory full of mutants, and mm -hmm. they use the mutants from Dark Knight. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, the Aquaman book reminded me that Becky Cloonan is an awesome artist, and she needs to mm -hmm. do more stuff. Oh, yeah. And what were the other two? I don't even remember. That's Oh, 
so yeah, we get kind of uh, a we get a story about Poison Ivy and her down in like the hell with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. It it was just like Poison Ivy realizes that the Earth is no longer green, and I don't care. <laughs> uh, and then the last story was <laughs> who wrote it? Uh, written by Priest. I don't know who Priest is. Um, but the last story was Batman and uh, Jonah Hex. Uh, okay. And this one's kind of important moving forward, everybody, because we find out that like Batman is kind of losing it slowly due to the um, Black Lantern ring. Mm. And he gives Jonah Hex a special bullet made out of energy from the White Lantern ring and tells him, like, you'll know when to use this. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and then with that, they fight a Joker dragon. But that was like the real important part. Um, yeah, it, yeah. Like I said, the first the first story was really good. The last story was important and kind of interesting. Yep. The rest of it was uh, okay. I mean, the most important thing here is Becky Cloonan can draw. Yep. Uh, then I had Captain America twenty two. Uh, yeah, it's still bad. Um. <laughs> The only thing about this issue was it was more punchy punchy. So it was a lot of it was Batman or I'm sorry, Batman, Captain America, Winter Soldier and Falcon fighting this enemy. And then for some reason, Sharon Carter decides to grab the uh, American Patriot armor and come and help. I don't know why it's dumb. I'm going to leave Thor for last. Yeah. Because we need to talk about some Thor. Uh, Teen Titans number 44. So in Teen Titans, Damien's kind of gone over the edge. He killed um, Brother Blood in last issue. And he went after KG Beast in this issue. And the rest of the Teen Titans aren't cool with that. So they're trying to figure out like what he's doing and why he's doing it. And then kind of the big reveal here is that at the end, Batman shows up and tells them, like, there's no more Teen Titans. Like, you've gone too far. Um, and also in there, Deathstroke shows up and he's going to kill the Teen Titans, apparently. So it's been OK. I, it's coming to an end. So I'm just going to finish off the series personally. And then I got Star Wars Bounty Hunters number four. I really like this issue uh, or this series. So they Valiant finds his like his target, and when his target tells him what's going on, he goes, "Oh well, you know maybe what happened in our past isn't what I thought it was." Decides to let her go, and then Boba Fett shows up. Mm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's how you get people interested in a bounty hunter book. You bring the most iconic bounty hunter back. Thor number six, Herald of None. Nice. So. Uh-oh. Thor, Thor kills Galactus in this, first of all. Awesome. And then decides he's going to take Galactus' helmet and use it as his new castle in Asgard. Oh. <laughs> awesome. That's not even the best thing that happened in this issue. So, uh, so yeah, Black Winter is there, and they tell the backstory of what ha- what Galen Galactus did in the old universe and that's when Thor steps in and says no he then kills Galactus and then defeats uh, the Black Winter but the Black Winter the Black Winter leaves like one snowflake left mm-hmm. of 
black snow, I guess. And it touches Thor and shows him how he's going to die. All we see is... What was the line? You have won nothing. Your end, it cannot be stopped, is coming. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, so they show him his end. His eyes turn black. And the image we get is this. Uh, Oh, I see Thanos kind of. I'm turning off my thing. You can all see my backdrop. This is important. We see this. Oh. So what we get here is Thanos holding Mjolnir with the Infinity Stones on it. Yep. An army of what looks like zombie Marvel Universe. Yep. And an unknown gauntlet in his other hand. Yep. Damn. That gauntlet looks like something that maybe Null has. Mm. So, <laughs> Donny Cates has some plans, apparently. Yeah. So that's the first. That's the first issue with Donny Cates jumping on, right? No, this is oh. the sixth issue of him. Oh, so he's. Oh, okay. So okay. this is the end of the first story arc. Okay. Awesome. Um. Yeah, Thor's awesome. Like, read the old the series that just happened. It was great, but. Donny Cates has been killing it, and he's obviously setting up something big for possibly down the line for his run. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another thing, Silver Surfer shows up in this issue. He's all black, much like he was in that uh, King Thor story. Yep. Earth King Thor. I keep messing up names today. King uh, Thanos story. Thanos, the King Thanos one, yep. Cool. Maybe I'll have to check it out now. Oh, I'll have to read a Thor book. Uh Uh-oh. Check out, yeah, check out the series. It's really good. Um, the first co- first six issues are all really good. I'm sure they're going to be in a trade soon. So, mm-hmm. um, and if you're a Marvel fan, it seems like they they're really pumping up Donny Cates because he's got the King in Black coming up, and then this obviously shows something coming up in the next year, possibly two years down the line. Uh, cool. I'm really excited about the series. Uh, and that's all I read this week. So, Mike, nice. where can people find you on those internets? You can find me at Fortress Ricker on Twitter. Where can they find you under the show? So you can find me at Fortress Chris on and social media. Just pick one and I'm there. Um, and you can find me also at chrisrunt.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-R-U-N-D-T.com. Uh, you can find the show at fortresscomicnews.com. That's where everything is in one big place, everything together. Um, Remember, everybody, you are listening to us to leave us a five-star review. Uh, don't leave four stars. Don't be a dick. Just leave five. Just leave five. Don't. <laughs> or just review us at all. Um, and if you're watching us, remember to uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and comment down below. Also, uh, share with some friends because sharing is caring. And if you want to do all the extra mile, there's a Patreon at patreon.com slash news. So, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will see you all two weeks from now? Two weeks from now. You'll see both of us two weeks from now. You might see me next week.